This is the TFA Joklin Podcast. We exist so that people far from God can experience fulfilled life in Christ. Uh, we're in a series called Rhythm, and uh, I feel like that's extremely important because last week we talked about rhythm interrupted, and what does it look like when God interrupts your flow, your agenda, your schedule? And so that's the premise of what we feel like this season we're going to focus on, is that no matter what's going on in our schedule, in our calendar, what's going on in relationships, we know that God still has a rhythm. God still has a pace and a cadence that if we in sync with heaven, we get in sync with heaven, that God can do incredible things in our lives right now, no matter what's going on. And so we're going to spend some time in the word. So if you guys got your Bibles, uh, we'll throw it up on the screen for you as well. But Isaiah chapter 40 and a little bit of what's going on today and in this chapter, we're going to talk about rhythm recover. So I have two working titles for you, rhythm recover or rhythm out of order. Uh, maybe you've lost your rhythm. Maybe you've lost that pace. Maybe what's going on in our world, in our society, or maybe what's just going on personally, you just are off. Your equilibrium is totally blown and you need to recover that rhythm. You need to recover your relationship with Jesus. You need to recover even a relationship that may have just gone sideways. Maybe things are out of order. How do we get things back in alignment so that we can move in a smooth rhythm? And so we're going to learn in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah was one of the prophets called by God. God spoke to him and through him. And most of the 39 chapters before chapter 40, Isaiah focuses on Israel and really judging them, saying, you guys are totally out of order, totally uh, out of rhythm with God. They were worshiping idols. They had put other things as a priority and they were just in sin. As a nation, as a community, they were in complete blatant sin. And Isaiah under the unction of God, under the commanding of God, he begins to tell them, your rhythm is out of order. You need to recover what you've lost. And Isaiah 40 is a turning point. It's a turning point where Isaiah begins to now move from a place of judgment and condemnation into a place of restoration and a place of recovery, where he begins to tell Israel, now, now that you've repented, God wants to bring you back in alignment. Now that whatever you've lost, God wants it to be recovered because God is faithful. God is a loving God. No matter what you've experienced, self-imposed, self-induced, God wants you to live a recovered life. And so let's jump in. In verse 25, it says this, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Ask the Holy One. Look up into the heavens who created all the stars, who brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. Oh, Jacob, and when we use this term, oh, Jacob, it's a term of endearment. It's a term of relationship that God is using Isaiah to communicate to the nation. He's saying, my son, my daughter, my friend, I'm not looking at you in a way that's distant or disconnected. I'm coming close and I know you by name. He says, oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you ever heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is an everlasting God. He, he is the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. And even young people, even youths, will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Other translation says, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. This is the promises. This is some of the declaration that God says that no matter what situation you are, whether you're young or old, 
you come to a point where you come to the end of yourself. And how do you recover that strength? When you've lost all, the chaos, maybe economically, things have just gone haywire, you've lost financial stability, where do you get your strength from? More importantly, what, what, how, how do you recover the rhythm that was lost? Let's pray as we dive a little bit deeper this morning. Father, we thank you for your word. May I be an extension cord from heaven uh, into all of the homes, all of the devices, Lord, that your presence and your power would go forth and you would bring alignment and recovery to our hearts. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. One of the things I love about this season, if you can even say that, is it really is a challenge to just get things back in its rightful place. I don't know if you've ever went to a bathroom or maybe an arcade or maybe your house itself, but you saw one of those signs that said out of order. Uh, Just recently, we were out and about picking up some food and uh, the restroom was completely out of order. And, you know, that can totally destroy and that can just, you know, disrupt the whole situation and throw you off of your groove. But it's a clear indication that someone has said is whatever that was supposed to happen here, there's things that are completely out of place. There's, there's something that's not functioning correctly. And it can destroy, it could actually hinder a whole organization if a particular department is out of order. If your marriage is out of order, your marriage can actually affect the way your kids view and see God. If your relationship with your spouse, the relationship with a boyfriend or friend, if those areas of our lives are out of order, it actually has a domino effect. It affects other areas of our lives. If our finances are out of order, if we're not putting God first with our resources, it could affect our ability to be generous. It can affect even the blessing of God on our lives. And so one of the things that what we want to focus on is, is how do we recover those things that have become out of order in our lives? As I was praying over this, I remember there was a season in my life where I really just lost my rhythm. And it was right after we had our first child. Our first child, our oldest, Viviana, who's an amazing child. But uh, in that first couple of weeks, it was an adjustment. And I don't think I adjusted very well. Because what, what I tried to do is I tried to go back to work after maybe a week or so of being at home. And I tried to go back into a normal way of life. And I remember that season actually became a blur. It moved so fast. And I look back on the passing weeks and I had a little bit of regret because something was out of order in my own heart. Something was, was not operating correctly because I was so focused and fixated on what I needed to accomplish that I missed out on precious moments that I could have been home focusing on my kids or on my, my one daughter. And I remember my wife gave me a really strong challenge. And she said, there's something out of order. There's something that's compelling you, that's, that's causing you to be fixated on something that's really not a priority right now. And I think this season may be similar to the season that I experienced for you, that you may be focused, fixated on something that really shouldn't have your attention, that actually could be robbing you of what God wants to do right now in this moment. So in order for us to recover our rhythm, There's something that needs to change in our perspective. And the big idea, the main thing that I want you to understand is that recovering your rhythm, it begins with a renewed view. Your perspective is extremely important. And you have to understand that you have to have a new perspective in order to see what God wants to do and how God wants to restore and bring alignment to this moment. So the question I have for you this morning, it's what is out of order in your life? What's out of order? What's that thing that literally is just kind of flopping in the wind? What's that thing that has lost its tire and it needs some new attention? And the book of Isaiah unlocks and gives us in great detail how we can recover our rhythm. The first thing that we have to understand is this, is that God puts everything in order. 
I love this because so many times our life can be crazy and chaotic, even without Corona. Our lives can be overwhelming and we can be exhausted. And we wonder if all of this chaos, where is God? But guess what? God puts everything in order. In the book of Isaiah, it opens up in verse 25. This says, to whom will you compare? Who is my equal? This is God speaking to us. He says, lift up your eyes. Look at the heavens. He says, who created all things? He who brings the starry host one by one and calls forth each by name because of his great power and his mighty strength, not one of them is missing. The first thing that we have to do in order to renew our view and recover our rhythm is to understand that God is still in control, that God counts and places every single star in the canvas of the sky like it was a picture in his home. That that's how big, that's how magnificent, that's how in charge God is. That God puts order to even the most chaotic situations. I love this where it says in Proverbs, it says, submit, commit your ways to the Lord and he shall act. He shall order your steps. He shall bring alignment when your life is completely submitted to him. If we're going to have a perspective and view what's in front of us in the way that God does, we have to come with an even playing field to recognize that God brings order to those things that are chaotic. And when things are chaotic, it's not of God. God is not a God of chaos. God is a God of order. God is not a man that he would lie. And so many times those areas of our life that we see chaos come in and infest in, that's a moment where God says, I need my presence. I need my power to be made known in those situations. And maybe right now there's areas of our lives that are unsubmitted to God, that haven't been brought under his presence. Maybe our marriage, maybe our jobs, maybe our security, maybe our hope has not fully been surrendered to God to where we say, Lord, this is now you're in charge. You're in control. I love this because it says this. The second thing in recovering our rhythm is this. Don't complain about the order. Now, if you're ever, if you're a person like me, you probably have gone to a restaurant. Hopefully you get to still go to your favorite restaurants and grab some food to go. But I realize that there are three types of people in the way that they order food. Uh, you know, you go to that moment where you're sitting down at a table and uh, you order your food. You're looking at the menu. But I, I felt like there are three types of responses that people have when their order is wrong. Now, maybe this, maybe you're one of these people, but the first one is this. If your order is wrong, the first person is this. Take it back. Get it right. You know, have you ever sat with those people when they're eating food and they're like, no, this is not what I ordered. Not at all. Not even close. Take it back right now. Fix it. Correct it. And then I'll enjoy this meal that I paid for. The second person is this. They're the ones that are fraction order replacers. (laughs) Well, they're like, you know what? If two out of three are right, I'm okay. You know, but if half of it is wrong, then we're going to send it back. So, you know, if the lettuce or, you know, they put a little bit more avocado than I desired, then then, then I'll, I'll, I'll send it back. But if they got two out of three, I'm okay. And I'm that kind of person. You get two out of three, we're good. We're going to still enjoy the meal. We're going to still eat it. But then there's this last type of person. Whereas this is like, I don't want someone to take it personal. So I'll just keep it. The order can be completely wrong. And if we're honest, some people just fear that someone's going to do something weird or crazy to their food. And so they're like, I don't want it to go back. I'll just be happy with what I got. Now, whatever your type of of ordering that you do or returning your food, however you are, one of the things that we have to be careful is that we don't treat God like he's our waiter or our waitress. That we don't treat God that God is just here to serve us and that we begin to complain about what we're receiving. 
You see, complaint has a really, a, a really terrible way of destroying your perspective because your complaint really is saying, I'm not grateful for what I got. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't desire more, but what we should do is when we're in the moments of crisis to not respond with complaint, but to respond with understanding that God is in control. Be very mindful of what you're saying in this season because God could be presenting something, the very thing that you need to recover your rhythm, but because it wasn't packaged correctly, because it didn't show up in the time that you thought it was supposed to show up, you're like, God, take this back. And God's like, no, 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 wait a minute. I love you, I care for you, I have a totally different perspective. Before you return what I'm presenting to you, know that I'm a good God and I give you exactly what you need when you need it. God has been so faithful. And Isaiah reminds of that because he says this in verses 26 and 27. He says, why do you complain? Why do you say, Israel, why do you say my way is hidden from God, that God doesn't care about me? God doesn't know where I'm at. He says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. God sees you exactly where you are. But before you respond and complain, you have to understand that God cares for you. You know, one of the reasons why the nation of Israel kept walking around in the wilderness is because your complaint, your complaining will actually cause you to remain in that specific location. You know, if you're constantly evaluating or comparing what you're experiencing to someone else's life, it will rob you of the potential that is available right now in this moment. The Bible says very clearly that life and death are in the power of the tongue. Before you sign divorce papers, have you simply positioned yourself through a perspective of complaint or perspective that God is in control? And whatever I encounter, God can leverage. God has the supernatural ability to turn it around for good. If you want to recover your, your, your rhythm, the first thing you have to understand is this. God is in control and don't allow complaint to rob you because you'll stay there in brokenness. And the third thing that we're going to look at is practically, what does it look like to recover the rhythm that's been lost? Let's look at this. It says this in verse 29. It says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even the youths, even young people grow tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall. Here's what we have to see is this. All of us are capable of coming to the end of ourselves. And the, 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 the best thing about God, one of the best attributes about God is this, is that God will allow situations and seasons to bring us to the end of ourselves. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't think anyone likes fasting. And I don't know why they call it fasting, because there's nothing fast about fasting. And fasting is not taking God's arm and bending it behind his back. Fasting is not threatening like, God, I won't eat until you bless me. What fasting is, is this, is just expediting the process of you coming to the end of yourself. What you're saying is this, I'm putting away my earthly desires and wants and ambitions, and I'm realigning myself. I'm recovering my rhythm of prioritizing God and putting him in his rightful place. And I'm not saying that you need to fast, but this could be a great season in order for you to recover your rhythm that you may have been so dependent upon other things, your schedule, your ability to perform, your ability to be able to close the deal, but none of those things can happen in this season. Come to the end of yourself. It's not, it's not, it's not an age uh, discrimination. God says, 
If you're young, if you're old, if you're experienced, if you're a novice, if you're new to the Christian faith, you've been an outsider and you're coming in, even young people fall and they faint. But those, those that have a dependency upon God, they get their energy recovered. They recover their rhythm. The third thing that I want you to understand is this. Right order comes from a renewed view. A recovered rhythm comes from you viewing your situation accurately. And I love this. It says this in verse 31. It says, but those who hope in the Lord, other translations, but those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. The first thing that we have to understand in recovering our rhythm and having a proper perspective How do we change our perspective in this season? Wait with hope. What Isaiah was telling the nation of Israel is this. Don't wait with dread. There was pending doom. There was pending peril that was coming to them because there was a promise that they were going to go into captivity, that there were going to be oppressing forces that were coming, that were going to invade their nation. And so they had this expectation that 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 bad was just around the corner. And what Isaiah was saying is this. Even if bad is around the corner, know that God can take that bad and turn it around for good. It was less of an expectation of of, of fire and calamity, and it was more expectation that God was going to use whatever we face or encounter. God has the ability to turn it around for good. So wait with hope. And here's the thing. You are going to have to wait. You're going to have to sit down. There are seasons where God just pumps the brake. But what you do get to decide is this. Who's riding shotgun? Is fear your co-pilot or his faith. You know, even in the last few days, we've had to make decisions about our future. And Lonnie and I came together and through prayer and we we were challenged because we were like, man, if we make this decision based on the economy, based on what we see right now, maybe this isn't a good decision. But we had to center ourselves. We had to put God in his rightful place and say, God, you take the wheel. God, I'll sit in the back seat and make decisions based out of faith, not out of fear. You see, fear has the ability to destroy your strength. Fear will cause you to suffer even when nothing is going on physically. Fear has this ability to rob your imagination, to to steal your, your creativity, because fear coaches you to stop. Fear coaches you to hide. Fear reminds you of what could possibly go wrong. While faith is a firm standing position to say, no matter what happens, I am expected with hope. I know that God's going to come through. You got to have a renewed view. The next thing that we see, what Isaiah is unpacking for us, is a renewed view. And he says this, that if you hope in God, you'll get wings like eagles. Now, this is not literal because I've hoped and I've waited on God and I never came out like a bird. I never came out like Nacho Libre. I, I mean, but there's a perspective of what Isaiah is saying is this. If I renew my view and focus on God that he's in control, I'd be mindful of what's in my heart and not allow complaint to destroy what I know God is capable of doing. I then begin to position myself and put my hope, my faith in God. And what happens is is this. I begin to soar on wings like eagles. I begin to get a new perspective when I worship, when I pray, when I cry out to God, when I love other people, when I remove myself out of the frame and I allow God to be the center of my attention, I'm elevated and I get a new, I get a new perspective. 
You see, eagles have this ability to get high above the clouds and to see everything that's going on below. You see, don't take these moments of worship for granted. Don't take the the 12 o'clock devotions for granted because these are moments where we're saying, God, I want my perspective to be renewed and elevated so that I can see the situation the way that you see it. Get high on wings like eagles. He says this, once you have that perspective and you begin to land, you'll begin to run and not grow weary. Now, what this means for me and the way that I looked at this verses of scripture is this, is sometimes misplaced energy is what breaks our rhythm. Sometimes focusing on the wrong thing can actually rob you of your rhythm. But there are moments where you have to come with great intensity. You know, we've all heard that saying to strike while the iron is hot. There are moments and seasons of our lives where God will present something available to us. And once we have a renewed view and we see it the way that God sees it, there's a moment where it requires a higher level of intensity. You see, there are moments where even laziness can stop what God wants to do in your life. Not that God isn't sovereign, but God says, if you will, then I will. There are moments where God gives us an invitation. And when we step into that invitation with intensity and we begin to run supernaturally because we have that vision of what God showed us to us in the places of worship and in his word, we have this exuberant strength that we can run and not grow weary. And there are moments where you have to respond with great intensity. You got to strike while the iron is hot. You got to strike while things are available. And I even believe right now that this is a word for those that you've questioned even starting a business. You've questioned if you were supposed to step out in this creative venture. And I just believe that this is a moment where God is saying, strike while the iron is hot. I've given you the vision. Put me in the center of everything that you're doing and watch what I'll do. I'll use these moments to do something that you could never do in your own strength. Why? Because I want you to recover your rhythm. There's things that God wants us to do where the enemy of the world would say, tighten up, close off. That God would say, no, it's time to break through. It's time to walk this out. Sometimes you've got to place that intensity in these moments and can begin to focus on what God wants you to do. The last thing is this that we see. He says that you'll walk and not faint. This is rhythm, an elevated perspective responding with intensity in that moment. And then he'll say, he says, you'll walk it out. This is a cadence. This is a pace. You know, one of the things that strike while the iron is hot, the funny thing about it, that's a term that blacksmiths will use. After they would get a piece of metal, they would actually give great intensity, fire to it. And once they had pretty much put it in the furnace, that metal become moldable. And then they would take an am- a hammer or they would take an iron and they would begin to bang upon that, that hot metal and bend it and form it into what it needed to become, a sword, a shield, a plowshare, whatever it needed to become, they would strike with that hammer is hot. But guess what? One strike is not going to turn that piece of metal into a sword. But there was a repeated rhythm. There was this violence and this intensity that happened every second. There was a cadence. And because of that focused intensity and that repetition, that rhythm, then the blacksmith was able to turn and mold and sculpt that piece of metal into a tool that could be used as an offensive weapon or a defensive weapon or for a tool of creation. You see, I believe that these are moments right now where God wants to use us to recover our rhythm. God wants to use us as focused, intense moments where we'll maybe be waking up And saying, God, how do you want to use this chapter of my life? And I love this. It's because 
We need momentum. And this is my definition of momentum. Momentum is a string of many, many moments. And that's what you need. It's not always a big sale. To recover your rhythm, it's being faithful. It's being committed. It's having a cadence that is in alignment with God. Maybe you've lost that. Maybe you've lost your ability to hear the voice of God because there's been so many other voices that have demanded your attention. This is a great season to recover your rhythm. I want to pray for you because I believe that there are some people right now that are kind of hanging in there, but God wants you to thrive in this season. First thing, if you're far away from God, literally, if you're watching church online, you can literally click a button and respond and say, hey, I need to realign. I need to recover my rhythm with God. And someone wants to pray with you. Someone will jump into that chat, begin to pray with you and walk you through your next steps. And if that is you, I just want to say, God has a call. God has a plan for your life. And you can do that right now, this moment. But maybe you're in this chapter where you've lost your rhythm. Your schedule has gone out of whack and you need to get that recovered. I want to pray that God will begin to change your perspective and that you would dedicate, even in this season, times to be able to hear God's voice clearly and say, God, Help me to view this place. Help me to view this situation the way that you see it. And that God would elevate you, give you fresh perspective. And that God would show you where to apply your energy and your intensity into this focused moment. But then God would give you the step-by-step on how to walk it out and see God renew your vision, renew your rhythm. Let me pray for you this morning. Father, we thank you that you're a God not only of recovery, but a God of restoration. You're a God that restores everything that has been lost. And so I just pray right now, there are relationships, Lord, that are on the brink of falling apart. But Lord, I pray for a recovered rhythm. I pray right now for a perspective that lines up with your word, that lines up with heaven. I pray right now, Lord, that we would adjust what every area of our life that is not out, that is out of order, that needs to come under your rule and reign. We pray right now for a heart of humility to say, I submit my marriage. I submit this business to you. I submit my finances. I submit my bank accounts to you. I submit my kids to you, God, that everything that is available that we have control over, Lord, that you would truly have control over. We pray, Lord, that the same words that resonated for the nation of Israel through the mouth of Isaiah would resonate in our hearts, that we would come to the end of ourselves and we say, God, have your way. I want my rhythm recovered. And we thank you for what you're going to do in our lives. In Jesus' name. For more information on how you can stay connected, follow us online or visit tfho.church. 